episode of Small Town Sports Talk. I'm Jonah Freeman, as always, with co-host Andrew Willett. Andrew, how are you? Never been better, Jonah. You know it. Um, and I'm really excited, actually, because I did to have on. He's a former coach of mine. Uh, he's a rabid NBA fan. He streams on Twitch. The guy just loves basketball. And he's one of the biggest analytics guys I've ever met. And that is Matt Curry. Coach Curry, how you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right. So uh, the topic today, we want to go into like the third man of, say, the last 10 years on Twitter. We came across a tweet from Justin Jett. You can find him on Twitter at Justin Jett underscore. And his initial question was, is James Harden's best third best player in his Rockets career really Eric Gordon or Clint Capella? And then he followed that up with the last eight champions, third best player. And then he says, Siakam Gasol Van Vliet, Thompson twice, Kevin Love, Draymond or Iguodala with the Warriors, uh, Duncan Ginobili, and then Chris Bosh twice. And so his big statement is like, he doesn't think James Harden has that third player that these other big twos or top tier players have had as far as James Harden probably has had Eric Gordon, Clint Capella, Dwight Howard, and then, like we just mentioned, there's Clay Thompson, Draymond, all those guys. So, open up. Like, what are your guys' thoughts on his statement? Well, obviously, I think James Harden has suffered from not having a third-best player, like, as good as those championship teams. And I think that's really where we can uh, not not blame him so much for not having a championship because he hasn't had the talent around him like other champions in the past 10 years right yeah i would also probably side with him that 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 is the main reason why he doesn't have a a championship but i would also blame their attack on the regular season and just building their roster on why that third player is not that great and generally a spot-up shooter of some kind just a lethal threat from outside they have no one that can take the uh, attention away from James Harden whenever it comes to playoff time. So, Right. And then, uh, so I kind of wanted to go into some of these. Like, for him, he mentioned the 2019 Raptors team that just won. Obviously, we all know Kawhi Leonard is the top threat of that team. And then then I'd say, obviously, Kyle Lowry at two. Best Raptor then, ever. Right. So then uh, he had Siakam slash Gasol slash Van Vliet. So I want to know, like, Personally, I like Siakam as the number three guy, but I want to ask you guys, like, who do you see as – do you see Siakam as better than Lowry, or do you just – do you like Kawhi Lowry, and then who is your third guy? Looking at it now, I'd have to say Siakam, but I think Van Vliet really might have been the third best guy on that team last year in the finals. Right. Curry? Yeah, I would definitely agree. I, I would pick Siakam, but as soon as we hit the finals, it has to be Van Vliet for his performance. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was insane. I, I remember being so upset. He was hitting everything. <laughs> and then uh, 2015 Warriors, um, season-wise, I, I definitely like Steph. Then I like Clay. Um, and then he mentioned to Draymond slash Iguodala. I think, for me, you just kind of look at it in different ways. Like, Iguodala was the finals MVP that year, so obviously he's definitely the third guy, if not the best guy, obviously, in that series. But personally, I like Draymond as like the third option. If you look at like the total regular season, total playoffs up until the finals. But I don't know how you guys see that. And I, I kind of saw this the same way, Jonah. Oh, I saw this the same way as this year's Clippers team. Uh, Coach uh, Curry and I were having a little bit of an argument where I I think uh, Trez, Montrezl Harrell, is the third best player on that team. And I think it's kind of the same way for – Draymond Green with that Warriors team. And the other thing I wanted to touch on for that 2015 is just the difference between the Golden State Warriors' third best player, where you could have a debate like Andre Iguodala and Draymond Green, two great players, versus the team they beat in the finals. At that time, their third best player was Tristan Thompson. So, like, that third best player is so valuable. Yeah. Actually, I actually had had Iguodala there. Um, for actually the argument that you were making with me yesterday, um, just because I know you can't stop LeBron, and I know there's an argument even against slowing him down, 
but if anyone was slowing him down, it was Iguodala um, right. over Draymond during that series. So uh, we kind of differ in opinion there. I have Iguodala. I don't so you know. view the finals. You view the finals definitely like over the regular, like total regular season performance. Like you feel Iguodala performed extremely well in the finals, and that gives him the nod. Right. Yeah. It, it depends on what moment you get to as a team. Um, right. You, you got to get to the playoffs, and then you're, you're heightened. Um, if you don't get to the playoffs, then I would assess your regular season. It just depends on where, where, and when you perform. Yeah. And I, I don't know that I would say Iguodala slowed him down. Like LeBron James still went off like create like there was talk about him getting the Finals MVP as as the loser. Right. I, no, I, I don't know that Iguodala I, was that important. Um, I would agree. Um, remove Iguodala, and how do you think LeBron's stats look? <laughs> well, pro- probably not too bad, Tosh, but. I've... <laughs> I, I think he's averaging well, in the in the, the mid 40s if Iguodala is not on that team. I think you can look at it as look at 2016 because without Draymond Green uh, in that game five, that's really where the Warriors should have won that title in 2016 with their 73 and 19. Yes, no, no, exactly. I, Draymond, Draymond is a huge um, focal point on their defense as far as communication goes. I think he kind of maps everything out for them um, and lets them know, uh, you know, what, what's what's coming down the lane, what's over here, what's over there. But when it when it comes to someone that can actually match up with LeBron, I think that's really been the biggest thing that you need to have on your team, at least in the past six to seven years. Um, but yeah, I'm, either or, I'm, I wouldn't get upset if you have Draymond over Iguodala. Right. And then, uh, then we're just gonna go the year before that. The 2014 Spurs again. I like Kawhi. It is the their go-to option. Oh, but then, I don't know about that. I like Kawhi personally. But so then, Andrew, then who who is your top three in order then for that Spurs team? I, I think Tony Parker was probably still the best player on that team, and then Kawhi, and then I had Tim Duncan. Okay. Not Ginobili. Okay. Curry? That's that, that's my exact same order. Right. Um, I, I'd, I'd go Tony, Kawhi, and then Tim. Yeah. Now, do you guys remember that uh, 2013 series when the Heat uh, won their back-to-back title over the Spurs? Do you remember when Tony Parker hit that jam winner off of, like, one knee with <laughs> .1 left on the shot clock? Yep. Tony yep, Parker was huge. really good. For sure, for sure, hundred percent. And then, I mean, I think the last one I really want to touch on is twenty eleven Mavericks because, in my mind, there's no doubt Dirk is the top guy. But then, yeah. again, it kind of based on if you value the finals or if you value the regular season to get them to that point, who you like? Because other than Dirk, you have Jason Terry, you have Jason Kidd, you have Matrix, Sean Marion. So, like. Who? What is your guys' top three in that order? Like, depending on what you like, I guess what you value. Well, that's one of those situations where, like, that that Mavericks team was just really loaded. They had a lot of talent. Um, that they, they didn't necessarily have the three stars that Miami had that year, but they they had a really deep team, and that's I guess where you can get away with not having the better third best player. But I had uh, Dirt Nowitzki one. Jason Terry two, and then I had Sean Marion as my That's third. How I had it. Yeah, yeah, I I don't differ with your guys' list there. I had Dirt, Jason, and 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 definitely the Matrix because he is the thing with this team that I like is is uh, Andrew explained it, but no fall off. That, that, that that's the problem with this team is generally you see a steep decline after you go down about three or four players. This team had a lot of talent that could play significant minutes. Right. And I kind of see that as, like, that's kind of similar to where the Mavericks are now because they it's obviously not the same level, and maybe they will be in a couple of years. But the 2020 Mavericks had a really deep team, and that's why they could hang around when Luta got hurt or Porzingis wasn't all himself. So that's where we're going to get into our 2020 contenders because we we want to talk about Obviously, we've seen how important the third best player is, but in the 2020 year, there are duos, as Jonah has been calling them. 
just the top duos, and I think that makes that third best player even more important. Yeah, the, the hunt for the third player is more valuable now because you're not going to come around necessarily a third guy as easy because a lot of these typical third guys have almost now teamed up with a, the top guy to make a one-two punch. Exactly. And so we're going to look at a few of these, or actually a lot of the 2020 teams, but we're going to pitch it off with the uh, championship contenders. And Curry, I don't know if you'd be uh, disagreeing with us here, but we had three championship contenders, like true contenders, with the L.A. Lakers, the L.A. Clippers, and the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I would I would honestly throw Boston up there, too. Yes, sir, Jonah. I know that makes Andrew probably happy, but if it were if it were me, I'd, I'd put four teams up there only because I like having two from the West and two from the East um, to balance things out. And I think it's going to come down to the Lakers and Clippers and the Bucks and Celtics. And that's where we will uh, kind of get into with our last topic uh, with the Boston Celtics and conferences. But uh, looking at the L.A. Clippers, you've got LeBron and AD, obviously, one, two. And then who's your third guy? I like I like Danny Green, honestly, just because of the experience Danny Green has. I think I, I overall I'd say I like Kuzma's skill set better maybe, but Danny Green's been through the race. He's won multiple championships. I think that's why I take Danny Green in that scenario as the third guy if it comes to the playoff run. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree on that. Danny Green um, definitely being number three. Just you, you highlighted it. The, the experience, um, the ability to hit big shots um, is with him too. Uh, it's a guy you can't leave. In, in big scenarios, especially with LeBron on the same team, being able to find him. Right, right. And then sticking in L.A., then the Clippers. Or I guess, Andrew, do you like Kuzma or do you like Green, Andrew? You know, I like I like Kuzma, and here's where I'm uh, a little questionable because I don't think Danny Green can be your third best player on a championship team. I, I, I just don't. And I think Kuzma's still set. Uh, fits a little better, but he's obviously going to have to take some sacrifice as he has already this season. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the thing with the, the Lakers team is I, I think we're running into that uh, a little bit of scenario with the Mavericks of no fall off um, a little bit, because although they have older guys, um, if this season comes back, they're in, they're in great shape because of all the break they've had from the COVID-19. So with them having veteran guys going into the playoffs on rest, I really like this team in that no fall off category. Yeah, that's a that's a fair point as far as the rest situation goes. Um, very good point. And then now we're gonna go to the other side of LA, same building, I guess. But obviously, getting a new one. Yeah, it's true. You, you have Kawhi, you have Paul George, and then who do you guys value as that third guy? Like personally. I think I kind of like Lou Williams because of the constant punch he provides off the bench, and you know he's always going to get his. But you could also make a very solid argument for Montrez Harrell. So who do you guys see as that third that third punch? It's Montrez Harrell. <laughs> it is, Coach. <laughs> we we've div- we've already discussed this one uh, before the podcast started. Um, <laughs> we 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 disagree here. He's a uh, he's on Harrell and. And I'm on Williams. I'm always partial to guards. Um, right. I think I think guards can control your game better than a big can. And Harold fits into more of a big. Um, so I would take Lou. And you yeah. say guards, and here's where I'm gonna disagree because you look at the. I'm gonna jump back a little bit here on this, but you looked at the '95 Bulls when Michael came back. Obviously, he wasn't ready, but they also didn't have that forward. Right, they lost Horace Grant to the Magic, and they didn't have Dennis Robin yet. So I think that's what makes the uh, what makes Harrell just better, uh, at, or the third best guy on that team. He's the third most important player on that team. You need a big guy. I'm happy to hear you went back 25 years um, <laughs> to compare needing a big to today's game. That's that's good, Andrew. Yes, sir. You don't need a big anymore. 
really, really. Go back and no. give me a team. No. 25 yeah. years ago, you sure did. No. Tell me a team that won without a big. Without a big or without multiple bigs? With, without one important big. Without one important big. I'll have to look through that. I'll have to look through my stats here and find that. Uh, well, I mean, neither of us are saying that Montrez isn't an important big. I just personally feel like Lou Williams gives you that scoring attack that makes him a third guy in my mind. Like, I definitely think Montrez Harrell is an important big. He comes off they can... the bench. They already have what Lou Williams offers, which is scoring and creating offense. Montrez Harrell is, like, more important to that team. I don't know about that. It's it's. I feel like Harold's a lot easier to replace than a Lou Williams. Really, right? and look. I mean, like if you take a look right now at the Clippers' point guard, it's Pat Beverly. Who I mean, obviously he's a not a bad scorer, but you look at Pat Beverly, you think defense. So you obviously you still have your scoring on the floor when you have Kawhi and Paul George. So then you have the grit of Pat Beverly, and when you need Pat Beverly to come out, you have a dude like Lou Williams that's such a good scorer. Like I think that's where I like the value of him as the third best guy because like he gives an opposite look of their other guard situation, which makes them kind of a hard team to like defend. I guess. I guess so, but we're also gonna have to see the Clippers try and replace Harrell possibly at the end of this season. Yeah, I don't know about that. Anyway, up next is the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis is obviously one and might be the best player in the league. Chris Middleton, two. And then we, Jonah and I, I think we agreed on this one, but it's Brooke Lopez or Bledsoe? Uh, I mean, I think I like Lopez I agree. because of the fact he's a big that can stretch the floor. But I could also see the argument of the fact that Bledsoe is kind of a guard that can come in and facilitate your team and, you know, kind of run it almost. So I personally like Lopez, but I don't think Bledsoe is a wrong answer. Jonah, I'm not going to lie. I almost called him uh, Drew Bledsoe, running back to the Terry <laughs> Rogier days. Terry, what about you? Um, I, this is a tough one. I, this is about as even as you can get it. Um, I would personally take Lopez. I think over it could be because the stretch big is so hard to find. So few teams have them. Right. Um, and they're very important. And a lot is, is I'm pretty sure that Giannis leads their team in transition buckets and he's right. their main guy. They outlet the ball to if he's not rebounding it. Hmm. Um, so as far as needing a guard, um, they're a team that doesn't necessarily need one as bad as other teams. Yeah. Yeah. I think another point, too, uh, it makes Lopez so important. It said the Lakers get to the finals and the Bucks get to the finals. Not that Lopez is at AD's level, but AD is a dude that's going to stretch out the floor. So when you can kind of counter that with your own center that's going to stretch out the floor, I think that helps tremendously to be able to match that. And I think looking at Milwaukee, um, that just that drop-off from one, uh, one and two to three uh, could be really important for that third star in terms of getting a championship. Yeah, for sure. Celtics now? Can we go Boston? Yes, of course we go Boston. You heard Coach Curry. Uh, Boston is <laughs> one of the contenders this year. You betcha. All right, Andrew, then I'll let you start since that's your team. <laughs> okay, so I I think Tatum is the number one guy on the Boston Celtics. And then... I think I think he uh leapfrogged uh, Kimba, so I think Kimba's two. And then, like Boston's a, a rare team that has more than that duo, because Kimba and Tatum would be pretty darn good, but they've also got Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown, and I'm struggling here trying to pitch one of those guys as our third best player, but I think it's probably Gordon Hayward. I think it's reasonable to think that. Jalen Brown might jump ahead in the near future, but I think right now Jordan Edward is our third best player. I think I like Jalen Brown, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't really have a good reason. I just I view I've always like when I think of the third guy, this is kind of who pops in my head like first. 
So I'll go with Jalen Brown. Yeah, I I like I like Brown. Um, I like Brown because oh, by the way, Andrew, there's your Tatum best player. I'm glad it finally came around um, to you. It didn't take very long for him to get there. Uh, <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> but I like Jalen Brown. I love his ability to play defense um, and, and to slow down a wing, which is extremely important in today's game. Um, more than Hayward's ability to play defense. And I think they'll eventually get to a point where they score similarly um, as their careers progress. So I would take JB. They do. Mm -hmm. So Um, then we have our next tier, right? So, I mean, I guess kind of contenders. They have the potential to be contenders, but not necessarily in the same tier. They're They're the two seed out east. Right. So... Raptors. Who, who do we like here? Who do, who do you view as the guy? Siatham and then Lowry. Yeah. And then who's that third? I think that's the biggest question mark is who do you view at three? Van Vliet. I like Van Vliet. I think I like Van Vliet there. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. You guys got that one right. Okay, so no debate there. Then we're going to get to the, the whole – the whole reason we're doing this is the Rockets, and there's no denying that James Harden and Russell Westbrook are an extremely good one-two punch. But then, like Andrew was saying, this is where we get to one of those big drop-offs, and we have to look at first who we view as their third best player, and then how like that negatively affects them. So, who do you guys see as their third? I think it's Eric Jordan, but I think PJ Tucker is there. Like he's an option. I think I yeah I look at Eric Gordon I like because I I know how well he's played for the Rockets at times but I think PJ Tucker is also there and we haven't necessarily I don't know I'll I'll go with I'll go with Gordon I'll go with Gordon um, unfortunately it is Gordon um, I like him as the fourth fourth best player if you can get him to be your fourth best because um, again I I'm with your with your fellow Justin there on Twitter I don't think he can be the third guy with the way he plays and scores. And this right. is one of those things that harms James Harden so much when you look at uh, more than just why he's not winning championships, his legacy as a player. He's really harmed by Eric Jordan being his third best player. So here's a question. Like, obviously I'm not a big fan of James Harden style of play, <laughs> but do you, him dribbling so much, and looking for his shot before trying to move it around. Do you think that affects why that, like, you know, Curry mentioned it to start. Like, I feel like they definitely need a better third guy than Eric Gordon. But, like, I feel like Aaron, Eric Gordon kind of fits, like, what they need necessarily as far as terms as someone needs to be sitting there waiting to catch and shoot because James Harden is just going to dribble, and if he doesn't have a shot, then he's going to kick it. So, like, I feel like, honestly, the, the situation of – James Harden's play style is like what has allowed Eric Gordon to be like that third guy. So do you think James Harden's style has any effect on that? Or do you just think it's just unfortunate that they just like, that's their third guy at this point in time? I think uh, that's kind of a two and one there because James Harden's style um, is not only caused Eric Gordon to be one of the, uh, the third best guy, but I think it's, I don't know. It's it's why uh, it's why they they play like that because it was so good. They it's because of their roster not being that. Right. Good. Like I'm just trying to think of another third guy that you could throw in there that would make it different because James Harden has the ball so much, and then now you have Russell Westbrook in there. Like I don't know of a third guy that could necessarily come in there and do anything different. It's a big like, man, Curry. Uh, James has to change. Um, I'm, I'm with him having to change the way he plays. Um, he's, it's great. It reminds me of whenever Kobe had those few years after Shaq where it was a very, look at me, look how good I am, um, type of scenario where he, he shot the ball a lot. Um, he scored a bunch of points. Um, he had six straight 50 point games. Um, and then he kind of got wore down and he said, I'm not getting what I want out of this. Um, they, they adopted the triangle with Phil Jackson again, and then they came 
uh, with Pau Gasol, a great teammate, and they, he sort of changed himself and it allowed him to win a couple more. That's a that's a really good comparison. Well, I I think until the Houston Rockets uh, fits their roster issues, I think James Harden shouldn't change his playing style. I think I just don't know how you can change your roster if that's the play style you're going to commit to if you're James Harden. Because like I I just I don't see a player that can come in there and play different than the role of Eric Gordon or PJ Tucker. Well, I think if yeah. they, if they did a third best player though, that if they can, uh, he would change his style. Dan Tony can't be your coach. I mean, that, that's really what it comes down. I've never seen him coach any differently um, than he's doing now. Steve Nash had the same role whenever he was with the Suns. Yep. Um, so more Steve Nash was. Yeah, more passing. So you had Steve Nash, and there was a lot more passing. So I thought it operated actually better than the Rockets scenario. Um, James is just so lethal uh, from three and getting to the free throw line that he sort of makes up for that. Uh, but yeah, you got to get a new coach to re, and then you got to rearrange your roster, and you kind of have to show James that look, we can do this with something different. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. I think it was taught, like his play style was caused by the roster, but I also think he shouldn't change his play style until the roster is fixed. Uh, a fair point on the coach too. Yeah, the coach is the biggest part of it because you know he's your he's your main uh, component of what you guys are doing on the floor. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so then, that kind of wraps up our almost contenders. So I personally view these next teams we'll talk about as like they have they have potential. They're like maybe a piece away from being contenders, which kind of comes down to, you know, they need a third guy. So first we'll go to Nuggets. And uh, Jokic, definitely number one. Jamal Murray, two, in my eyes. But then Andrew was talking about this earlier. Then you have the huge drop down in where Will Barton could possibly be your third best, and you can't necessarily win if Will Barton's going to be your third best. <laughs> I'd have to agree with that, and that's where we were talking, Jonah, and we, we kind of think Drew Holiday, like him possibly being on the move, or that would make sense for the Denver Nuggets if they want to take that next step. And I think a lot of it, too, we kind of forget about it, is if Michael Porter ends up developing like they want him to, that solves that's a lot of problems. Thing. It solves a lot of problems, but right now he's not there. So, like, when we're looking at contenders for this year, that's what's separating them right now is the fact that Will Barton can – it's almost known as their third best. It's going to be interesting to see how long it takes for Porter. Yeah. Curry, what are your thoughts? I Yeah, I've, I've been, you know, wanting success for Denver for a long time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like the way they play. Um they're, they're quote-unquote play the right way. They, they move the ball, they pass, they score across the roster. Um, but that's not how you win in the NBA. Um, you can see how many teams have done that, and there's only been a couple. Um, yeah. So I, I like the move for another guard that's sort of been, been through, the, um, been through the, the works a little bit. I, actually, that Drew Holiday is the first time I've heard that. That wouldn't be a bad move. And Drew Holiday would would not be a bad move for the third best player on a lot of different teams. But I, I just yeah. have to pause this for a second because we forgot about Paul Millsap entirely. He he's uh, probably their third best player, right? Yeah. Right now. I think it just kind of depends on the night. It's just one one of those things, you know. You're not you don't really know who what you're going to get as far as third guy, and part of that comes from how deep the Nuggets are at times kind of seems True. like each night you're having a different guy step up. But I think consistently, Will Barton is not a bad go-to as the third guy. Millsap definitely has potential as their third, but... I tend to agree with that. Up next, the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Mitchell Gobert. But then here's me and Andrew talking about this. I'll ask you first, Curry. Do you view Ingles or Bogdanovich as the third guy? Or someone else, if you see someone else. Bad question for me, man. I'm going to homer it. I'm going to say Bogdanovich. Yeah. Um, he was a pacer. I loved him. Um, he wanted too much money. That's the truth. That's why he's gone. Um, so I, I wish we had him back, but he was huge for us. 
um, over the last few years. So I, I like Bogdanovich over Ingles. Um, he's a little bit better defender. Uh, I like his his release is much faster. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of like his versatility. And Curry, you're gonna be surprised, maybe because we agree with you. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. We think Bogdanovich is a, a better player. And, like, Angels comes off the bench, so. Well, you guys put me in a tough spot because it's Bogdanovich, <laughs> who was a pacer, and then Ingles, who's a lefty. And, you know, I, 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 have a, I have a soft spot for lefty, so I, that's a tough pick for me. Well, do the, do the Jazz need a better third player? They might need a better second player, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, they do. They need a better second player. Um you thought maybe Mike Conley could come in and maybe make an impact, but not so much. No, not really. Yeah, I agree. I think you think you're spot on. I think it really starts with a, a different second player because I don't think Bogdanovich is necessarily a bad third option depending on who your second guy is. Personally, is it, does that make Gobert the third guy or? I mean, I definitely like Gobert. The roster right now, I think I'd go Mitchell Gobert, Bogdanovich. But I, I think do. if it were, I, I don't know. I just, I think his defense definitely helps. But like, you see some of these guys, like Harold, he's even started to develop a mid-range jumper. Like Gobert has nothing outside of the paint. <laughs> like nothing. You're, you're right. Like he sits in one spot, and that's it. And that's and why I don't think, I don't think win like win that. With the roster. Yeah, you can't win in this day and age. I don't think. Miami Heat? Yeah. The Heat of Miami. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. That's easy, right? That's when it gets interesting. Curry, who's your third guy? Uh, Hero. You you have it right. Whoa. On this list here. I love Hero. Um, wow. I love, I love everything about him. I love his length. His ability, his ability to defend. Um, is there. I don't think he utilizes it yet. I don't think he has the want to defend yet, but I, I think he has all the tools. Um, He's a mini Devin Booker, man. I love it. I love it. I love <laughs> the, the, the shooting ability. Um, Dunn is I, – I love Dunn too. It's very close, but um, I enjoy Hero's attitude as well. Um, so I, I give the edge to Hero. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And you have people like Iguodala, Crowder, that – chance but I, I i like i like tired hero i do i have no idea i, th- I can't pitch up that they, they, they need a better that they, they're trying to go after Giannis or maybe uh uh joel Embiid. i've heard rumors about but the, the, they you need a better boston though top three so, so how's that supposed to work if I you think, want to beat in boston jonah i said if they don't get the bid four to work out right within the next two years, it's going to be a, a big man like Embiid or Carl Anthony Towns in Boston. I can, I've been calling that for a, a little while. Yeah. All right. This is like the interesting one. Uh, Sixers, 76ers. Yeah. The I'm going to let you guys – I'm going to let – I've always said from the beginning, I don't like the, the way the roster's built. I'll let each of you guys give me your top three like in order because I feel like – there are so many different possibilities of who you view as their top guy, who you view as their third guy, the fourth guy. So, Curry, you can start. Who do you like one, two, and three? Um, this is my most hated roster in the NBA. Um, it just just to just to forewarn you, I, it's it's that team that on paper you're like, wow, this team is fantastic. Um, then you see them play, and they have games where they look worse than anything you've ever seen. Um, I don't like their spacing. I don't like their, um, their height, how, how tall they are in a league where you're supposed to be fast and athletic and be able to get up and down the floor and score points. Um, I don't like this roster. I would go Simmons, Embiid, Tobias um, as, my, as my three, only because I don't like Embiid's injury problem. Uh, Simmons looks like he would never get injured in his life. Um, he seems pretty reliable. He's a he's a big guy, so I, I'd go You're Simmons, Embiid, Tobias. Simmons, God, Curry, Curry, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. It is Embiid is the best player there. 
Um, and I, I'm actually having trouble because I think Simmons might be their third best player. But I'll go Simmons two and Tobias Harris three. What makes you uh, drop drop Simmons so much? What do you not like about him? Uh, that he can't shoot. And I like I also am looking at the playoffs here because you you need that second or third guy to be able to go get their own shot, and uh, Ben Simmons can't. So I think uh, I'll put Simmons at one. Oh my I god. Don't. But hear me out, man. Hear me out. <laughs> I think Simmons has to be one for this team to work. And that's why I put him at one. Like, I don't necessarily think he's necessarily one, but I think he has to be one if they want to succeed. And he's a terrible shooter, and that's why I don't really think he's necessarily one caliber, but he's an elite defender. So yeah. I, if I had to, I'll probably go Simmons and Bead, and then I'll go Tobias just because you already have – you already have Embiid, so I'm not going to necessarily say Horford's the third guy after they have Embiid. So I'll go, I'll go Simmons, Embiid, Tobias Harris. Well, I did not see this working out this way. Simmons coming out on top in Philly, goodness. Are you are you going by talent only, I, Andrew? I don't. Um, no, no, I'm not. I, I'm looking at the playoffs. I'm looking at – I'm honestly – Embiid is a better player than Ben Simmons. That's where I'm at. Embiid is yeah, – Sometimes Embiid can't stay player. on the floor. How many games are we playing? Exactly. <laughs> we're just playing one, then I'm with you. But if we're well, playing hey, like – He's playing two, all the playoffs. Three, three. Yeah, you know, we'll see. He, he's playing all the important like ones. I don't like investing that much money in something only works half the time. Right. All right, Pacers. Um, personally, I like Oladipo, Sabonis, Brogdon. You guys? Yeah, I agree. Oladipo, Sabonis, Brogdon. Yep. Yep. That's the order. All right, Nets. This is this is where it gets kind of interesting. It really again depends on what it's you value. A, it's like a fourth tier here because it's <laughs> next year. It's next season for these two. Right. So um I like I definitely like Kevin Durant over Kyrie, but I think Kyrie's number two. But then the third guy, I don't know. I don't know if I like Denny. I don't know if I like Levert. I don't know if I like Allen, Joe Harris. Personally, I wanna say Levert because of how he was playing before that injury, but at the same time I feel like Dinwiddie's a safer pick. Well Jonah so, it, it's not apparent that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving like Dinwiddie as the third best player. So right. I, um, I think Dinwiddie is the third best player right now, but I think yeah, that's what I'm saying. Too. I think I'm picking Dinwiddie just because that's who I think it is right now, but I don't know if it'll be that way. That's why I kind of like Levert. And this is where I, I kind of looked at uh, trades because we mentioned Drew Holiday as an option, and I'm stunned you guys think Ben Simmons is that top guy in Philly, but um, I think if if they need to trade one of them and they are getting pretty close to that, obviously they're going to fire their coach first. But I think like Simmons could be an option for a third star in Brooklyn. Yeah. It would take a lot, but I, I think he could fit that third role there. But I think it's Dinwiddie right now. Curry? Um, I have Levert. Uh, I, I got to give him the nod Ooh. before he got injured. Yeah, that, like, that's what I was saying. He was playing at a really high low before that injury. He's he's great. He's He's got a lot of capability to be a really, really good player. Um, he's kind of sitting on that uh, that Kuzma stage yeah. right now oh, for me. Um, just kind of like, are you going to are you gonna shine? Are you going to step back? I know you're in the middle of this, averaging you know, 11, 12 points a game. He'll have games where he explodes. He'll have games where he shrinks. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie's more consistent. Uh, but I would take Levert, and I think Kevin and Kyrie would also take Levert. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, then Warriors, Curry, Clay, and then personally, I mean, I I think they're just going to go right back to the roots. They'll go with Draymond, but Curry, do you see any difference of them possibly trying to work Wiggins in as that third guy, or do you think they stick with the solid Curry, Clay, and Draymond? 
uh, Wiggins has to be able to score. Yeah, um, th- that's that's mean? one that's thing. I can do. I that's he's got to be able to score, um, and he's got to be able to pick it up on defense. Um, he's got, like I said, he's he's got he's got the length um, to, to to be to just a pesky defender. Um, he's got he's got scoring ability. He's got the he, he needs to improve his three point jump shot a little bit. Yeah, sure. Is it like instead of store? Do you mean he's got to be able to shoot? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Score is in because he's not going to get the shots anymore. Um, yeah. There's Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Um, you're not shooting better than those two, um, so you better bring it um, as much as you can if you're going to shoot around with them. And I think he'll get better working with those two guys. Yeah, uh, but I don't think he'll ever eclipse Draymond with what he does for them on the defensive end. Right, hundred percent. Um, so now, I mean, now we're kind of at the bottom. We got we got the young gunners. Yeah. So these a lot of these teams have a good one-two punch as far as young guys go, but they're going to need to find a third or make a decision on who they want to proceed as with the third. So first off, uh, Grizzlies. Yeah, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., and then. Is there a guy you see on the roster that could potentially bloom into that third, or do you think they address it? Uh, via trade or drafts or free agency, obviously. Justice Winslow, Dylan Brooks. I think Brooks, I guess. Brooks is probably my third guy right now. I agree. But looking at the future, I think he's probably not your ideal third guy. Right. And he, I mean, we have a lot of potential here with Jobber and Jaron Jackson. Like, if those two seriously pan out, then Brooks could end up being a good third guy because you may not need much more. But I mean, obviously, you don't know how guys are going to develop. That's the key thing with these bottom teams is they're all young. So, Curry, you like Brooks right now? Yeah, it's got to be Brooks. Um, the the top two guys, though, they're twenty. Yeah, I mean, we got you have to you have to reiterate that to yourself. They're they're twenty years old. They they're are amazing. according according to the NBA timeline, eight years from exactly. that. Time. I was really about to say eight years. So yeah. um, you may not need much of a third guy if those two continue to develop, to develop how they're developing now. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. has already gotten more consistent from deep. Yep. Uh, John Moran exploded on the scene. He He's arrived. Um, I honestly thought that Zion was going to win the rookie of the year, even with missing games. But John Morant, I think he's won it. I think, so, yeah, I was going to say, I think Morant has that thing sealed the way he came out and played. If the yep. season is over now, I agree. Yep. And I think I think the only way Zion possibly slips in there is if the Pelicans make a Jurassic comeback and take that eight spot. Otherwise, <clears> I think John Morant has that completely locked up. Well, let's um, move to Zion and the Pelicans. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, Zion, uh, two, one. Brandon Ingram, two. And then three is where it gets interesting. Um, do you, is Lonzo? Do we want to go by right now, or do we want to go by the future? Fucking future. Like For the future, eight years. I'm not. I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, part of me really wants to say Nikhil Alexander Walker because I really think he's gonna be good, but I'll go with the safe bet, Lonzo. I guess. I'll go Lonzo. I think it could be someone down the line. Um, but. Is there a chance you see Josh Hart stepping up there? No, no, not no. not for me. But uh, I'll, do you see Brandon Ingram maybe leaving in free agency? He's a free agent this year. I don't know. I I think part of me thinks Ingram will be back. I think a lot of the, the people on that roster know that they have potential to be a pretty freaking scary team. And I, I think a lot of them are going to want to just keep building with what they have. Curry, what do you think? Um, Zion's one. Right. Um, that's that, that's hands down. Uh, Brandon is two, and and Lonzo is three. Um, as far as right now goes, right. Um, I, I like <laughs> Zion has been one of my favorite players to ever come through Duke. Um, Duke fan. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah. a Duke fan here. Yes, he's he's incredible. Um, the efficiency that he scored at, um, he did not get the ball enough while he was at Duke. Um, I, I love him at one. 
Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram at two. Another Duke guy. Another Duke guy. A guy that I didn't like at Duke. Really? Yeah, I did not like him. Um, I, I didn't like, and everyone made the Kevin Durant comparisons. Yeah, I was, say, I was not was, a KD comparison. That was ridiculous. Kevin Durant was not that skinny. Um, <laughs> he wasn't that weak. Um, he finished through contact much better. He was a better shooter. He, anything that Brandon Ingram could do, Kevin Durant did better. Um, and then Lonzo, I, I don't know why, but I like Lonzo Ball. Um, he does give me a lot of Jason Kidd vibes. I don't think he'll ever be a premier scorer, um, but I think he can be a leader. I think it really helped Lonzo getting out of LA. That all that oh, spotlight, big time. I think. I mean, obviously, Lavar is always going to be there, kind of, you know, running his mouth. I love Lavar, but I think Lonzo no. getting away from all that. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I I like I like Lonzo at three. I think he'll continue to get better. I think they'll go somewhere else for that third guy. You think so? I also Do don't have, have any ideas for Brandon Ingram. No, Let's I say. Don't. I was gonna say, let's say Ingram stays. Do you you have a third guy in mind that you think is a possibility? A third guy in mind? Yeah. No, not right now. All right. Uh, I'll go to my. There a few years out. You're right. We're gonna go to my sons next. <laughs> I love I love the young talent on my team. So obviously we got Booker at one. We got Aiden at two. And then what I want to ask you guys. Do you like Ubre at three, or do you think they save some money and watch Bridges develop, or do you see another guy coming into the picture? I think they are a ways out, so I believe it will be another guy. <laughs> it's it, it's got to be right. Um, I'm guessing the end goal for the Phoenix Suns is championship. Yeah, um, even sure. though they haven't really been making a good uh, argument that that's what they're trying to do. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love I love Booker. I love Booker. That's that's the problem. Is like I want success for Booker, and for me to love a guy that's out of Kentucky is very hard. But I I, I do like Booker. Um, Aiton has some capability. I like his ability to shoot from eighteen feet. Hopefully, he expands that. Yeah, um, he's strong. He's big. He moves well. Um, he fits into this type of NBA. And the third guy's got to come from somewhere else. So they're they're. If they want to make moves in the next two to three years, it's got to come from somewhere else. I agree. I think if they do truly decide they want to try to win soon, they'll go a different direction. But mark my words, Kill Bridges <laughs> will be a star in the NBA. Yeah. I, I promise you. Promise Noted. You. Noted. <laughs> he defends so well. and I swear every game I watch, his offense gets better and better. He's an athlete, that's for sure. And he's, I mean, he's, he's skinny the way it is right now. If he keeps putting on strength. He's probably my pitch if I, if I'm not pitching an outsider, he's, he's the guy. And I, I love Ubre so much, but I just, Ubre has played so well. I don't think the Suns will end up paying him the money that he's going to want, which I mean, that's sad for me, but. Classic. You're not used to it yet. <laughs> I mean, I'm used to finishing fifth in the East as a Pacer fan. I mean, you should be used to not paying guys to stay. <laughs> sad. It's really sad. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on. Okay, Trailblazers. Portland, and this is one of those teams where that third player matters so much to winning, and it's where Portland hasn't been able to really put a piece there. As they've got Damian Lillard one and CJ McCollum, a great one-two punch. I and really think Nurkic guy. is that third guy. If it weren't for that injury, I think Nurkic completely changes how this Blazers team plays. I think they really hit their ceiling with Nurkic as their third guy last year. I don't know. But I, I, feel I mean, like... obviously, we're not going to say Carmelo if we're truthfully kind of looking at the future. Like, that's yeah. just not how that is. I'll say no. I think their ceiling with Nurtic is the second round or getting swept in the conference finals. They're going to need a, a better third player, and I don't really know how they do that with Dame and CJ taking a ton of cap space. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was just trying to pull that up now on how much money they're making. Yeah, that they are making a lot. Um, Nurkic is the safe pick at three. Uh, the problem is you got two extremely ball dominant cards as your one and two, so you've got to be really, really good about scoring on like you know five to seven shots a game. Yeah, uh, it seems like I actually like Collins. I was gonna say I really like Zach Collins. Um, he, he moves moves extremely well. He's a decent defender. Um, his shot is coming along. Um, he can be that stretch. Um, to me, he looks short on TV. He's six eleven, so you know he can be your big if you need him to be. Huh. Um, so, especially with the movement the Rockets are trying to make with this whole small ball thing. Not that I see that happening, but something is coming. Yeah, that long was an interesting pitch because we didn't really get to see much of him this year with the injury, but I liked it. Yeah, so I agree. I think definitely, like, right now, you got to say Nurkic, but at the same time, I think if you don't look at it as Nurkic, I think it's Collins or it's coming from somewhere else. And I don't know who they could even bring in. Yeah, I don't know what Portland's going to do. I hope they're not stuck because I think Damian Lillard is incredible. And obviously, he wants to be in Portland, but hopefully they can get something. Dallas. Mavericks. Luka won, no doubt. You know, I think you have to say Porzingis, too. And then that's where we kind of get into the issue is who do you like at three? Tim Hardaway Jr. And uh, that's where they have a a really good deep bench, but they don't have that defined third-best player. Right. I'll go go Tim Hardaway. They need something else. Yeah, you guys got Tim Hardaway. Um, it has to be him, right? I think it has to um, be. They, they don't have much youth, and the youth that they do have are those two guys, Luca and, and Porzingis. And that's partially why they're so good this year. Yeah. Yep. So it, it has to be Hardaway, but it can't be in the future. Nothing against Hardaway, but I think he's a fourth best player. Mm-hmm. Maybe fifth. <laughs> Maybe fifth, yeah. And... Uh, They've looked at Giannis. <laughs> Everyone's looked at Giannis. I, was but... say, I think every single person is looking for Giannis right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, no, they've uh, Giannis on that team would be scary, and that would provide your one, two, three. Right. And then uh, last team, this is kind of one of those things. You had a lot of options to choose from. It's the Hawks. Um, I like Trey Young in one, and I'll go with Collins at two. But then I don't know who I want to take at three. I don't know if I want to bank on Herder or if I want Cam Reddish to really go up there or if uh, they're going to go somewhere else with it. I don't know. DeAndre I Hunter? I guess now. No miss. Clint Capella? <laughs> I, I like the idea of a Trey Young, of a Trey Young-Kevin Herder. I like that duo. I just don't know if it'll get there. So I'm going to say Herder just because I want that to happen. But I don't really know who I, like, who I should take. I'll take Reddish. Third best guy. I honestly don't know if John Collins can stay there. So, right. Curry, so Curry. <clears throat> this is my favorite roster. Um, actually, um, this one's really interesting, mainly because their average age is like what. 24, I think, 25. And if Vince Carter wasn't at the team, it'd be 19. Um, But, yeah, this one's tough. So I don't think it can be Collins at two, Um, actually. I think you've got to rely on Cam Reddish developing here. Um, I like the idea of a Trey Young, Cam Reddish, one-two. Um, Cam reminds me a lot of Paul George. Um, his shot even looks like Paul George's. Yeah. Um, he's got the same, just about the same height, the same length. Um, I, you've got to find a new three because I think Cam has to be your two. What What do you view? Heard well, that could just be as simple as uh, Cam Reddish taking over for John Collins and just switching spots there. Yep. 
I mean, it's got to be that or, or you, you trade for some more, you know, for, for a veteran, right. for a guy in his upper 20s or low 30s. You have a lot of, a lot of assets to move. I think you give them some time to develop and just give those young guys some experience. And they, they could be really good. They've got a lot of good young talent. You guys are just forgetting about DeAndre Hunter, too. I don't. I've never really been. I love DeAndre Hunter in Virginia, but I don't know him and Jarrett Culver are the same way for me. I just I don't. I don't know how I view them in the NBA game. Well, I guess that's another one we can look at. Minnesota. They certainly have a one-two punch. They do. And we haven't really gotten to see a lot of how it's going to work. So it's kind of one of those things. True. Just, we don't know. Obviously, Russell and Towns probably probably Towns one. I guess in my mind Towns one. Yeah. I don't know about that. I, I guess. I think it's uh, Daniel Russell. Russell kind of helped Brooklyn win with a not super talented roster. We haven't seen Carl Anthony Towns win. So, and I mean, defense, again, there's I no question. Russell's guys are good. Right. Curry, what do you uh, think? Minnesota? Yeah. yeah. Minnesota. Um, I'm going to go with my partial to guard statement. I think Russell's won. Yeah. Um, he hits my partial to guards and my lefty. Um, <laughs> That's very true. Points here. He's shifty. Um, he he shoots really well. He has a high arcing shot. It's tough to defend. Um, and and Towns has been just a just a disappointment from how good I thought he was going to be when he was drafted. Um, I, yeah. I know he's great. He averages a lot of points, but I really thought that with his ability to shoot the ball at his size and defend the rim, um, that he was going to be fantastic. But, yeah, I like Russell Towns, and then they have no three. And they may not have to wait long from what the media says. The media seems to think Booker will be there by this offseason, so hope <laughs> not. But That was the rumor, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's been the plan. They, want to play today. they wanted to get Russell over there because all three of them have always been close. Which that's a, that's instant title contention there. Oh. Is it though three like? Oh, oh yeah. Barely an all star for Andrew, two. I feel like you always underrate <laughs> Devin Booker. I I don't understand why. I, I don't know that uh, Russell and Booker and Towns are really. A, I don't think they're a championship contender. Yeah, but I, mean, I just said I don't really like Jared Culver, but if Culver develops some, you never know. Then you add Culver in the mix. Mm. I don't I don't know. But uh Hopefully we won't even have to think about it anymore. Booker would have stayed <laughs> in the meaningful career and it won't matter. I, I'm glad we could go through the uh twenty twenty teams and kind of talk about the contenders this year, but Coach Curry, we're gonna ask you a last question here. Is the season gonna come back? What do you think? Um, I do think it'll come back. Um, I I don't think it'll. You know, it's obviously not gonna come back normally. We we know that's going. We know that's gonna happen. There's gonna be some variation to how they play these games. Um, but I think the players want paid. Um, I think they made that abundantly clear whenever they met. I can't remember all the people that were involved in that meeting with the players of is Chris Paul, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis. I can't remember everybody else, but um, they were on the same page of we would like to finish the season out. Right. I think um, the moment they started really like wanting to hear from the players was the point that I kind of started really thinking, okay, we're coming back because there's no way these guys with this open of a league are going to say, no, we don't want to play. Like, yep. Not- Yep, they 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 need to play, and you got You have to think about the players that don't make as much money as some of the big guys. Um, they need they need these games. Um, Great point. I know they make a. I know they make a ton of money, but when you get down there to league minimums and stuff, it's it's not exactly the high life right. um, com- compared to some of these. You know, four to five million, even upwards of thirty million, forty million contracts. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> Well, you heard it here first, uh, Coach Curry and uh, Jonah. Think the season's come back. I'm I'm gonna have to agree with that. And we want to thank you to our listeners for listening. If you have made it this far, remember to follow us on Twitter at st squared two. 
And you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. I am Andrew Willett with Jonah Freeman, and today, and maybe a few other times, Matthew Curry. Thank you very much for listening.